Four years ago, Build Eximo, an undergraduate research training program, was launched to serve underrepresented communities in biomedical research. The program is organized through the Oregon Clinical and Translational Research Institute with more than 300 students currently enrolled. OHSU serves as a research intensive partner, providing crucial support, guidance, and expertise as PSU develops and implements Exido. It's Tuesday, June 26th, and this is OHSU Week. I'm Josh Anderson. Casey Williamson sat down with Keely McConnell, one of 70 2018 graduates of the program. We have Keely McConnell here with us today. Keely, why don't you tell us a little bit about your role here at OHSU and where you are right now in your research career? Um, I work at the Trauma Research Lab um, here at OHSU. I'm a research assistant too, and we also do point of care hematology testing um, as well uh, for the hospital. And your path to college isn't a traditional one. Can you tell us a little about your story before entering college, how you got here? Yeah, um, I was a medical assistant for years, and I found myself in a situation that um, I needed to get out of. I decided to take my family and reestablish by uh, leaving a toxic relationship. And we moved to Clark County, and we stayed in a shelter for 30 days, which set us up in some housing availability down in Vancouver. Um, When that happened, I didn't really know what my next step was. I just knew that medical assisting was not going to take care of us. Um, I had three three mouths to feed, um, so I had to find something more substantial. When I was a medical assistant, uh, what I, I had worked in the operating room as a cell saver technician and worked with a lot of physician assistants. And then I had moved on to another medical assisting position where I had a nurse practitioner as one of my supervisors. And she played a big role in always telling me that I had so much potential that I needed to go back to school. And even though that had been, you know, a decade earlier at this point, I it started to kind of go in the back of my head, you know, maybe this is my time. Um, I'm older now. I know exactly where I want to go. Um, so I took the opportunity to go to Clark College and I walked in and I spoke with somebody and said, hey, I want to be a physician's assistant. I have zero college credits. How do I do it? And that's where my journey started. So you came to OHSU through a program called Build Exido. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how you became involved with the program? Yeah, so my sophomore year um, at Clark College is when I actually got involved with Build Exido. The year previous, I had taken my biology sequence that I needed to um, to get transferred out of Clark into a university for a biology major. And one of my professors um, was involved in grant writing and had gotten involved with the Build Exido program. It was very brand new and we knew little about it other than that it was a research pathway for people facing adversity. So he knew my story, he knew um, my struggles, and so he came to me and said, you know, I think this would be an awesome opportunity for you. I was a little hesitant at first because, like I said, physician assisting was my end goal and a PhD was not, but he encouraged me and told me that even a pre-med route, this would be an awesome opportunity. So I took his advice and I applied for the program and got accepted. Um, I entered my sophomore year at Clark College and transferred out my junior year to PSU, and that's when my um, intern with the trauma research lab actually began and I actually got to start doing the research. 
So tell us a little bit about your internship at at the trauma center. Sure. Um, so with the Build Exodo program, you're required to put in 100 hours of um, intern at your what they call a research learning community or an RLC, which is the lab that you're placed in your junior year. So you divide up your hours. So it's about 10 hours a week or so that you're um, committing for the research and you come into the lab, they assign you projects and you start to work on those. Your summer in between your junior and your senior year, you do 300 hours of research. So you really jump into it at that point. And that's kind of when I really felt, I kind of almost got totally immersed into it. What about the experience? Can you tell us part of what really excited you when you were in the lab? Yeah, well, when I got to choose, because you go to a research learning community fair to interview, um, not only do you get to kind of interview the PIs um, that are participating, but they kind of get to know you too and ask questions. So I had no clue that trauma even had research. And so when I saw that as an opportunity, that right there just, I mean, total excitement because as going forward as a physician's assistant, that's kind of the area that I wanted to look into, especially surgery wise. So when I found that opportunity, I felt like it was just kind of meant to be. And of course that was my first choice. And luckily I got my first choice and I ended up in that lab. So once I actually got to wear the pager and respond to the traumas and start screening the screening process um, when the traumas come in it just all the different things that you're kind of looking at they just start to it, it was exciting and then that summer you spend so much time like actually looking at the data and analyzing it and seeing everything and so it was just a really cool process to kind of be from the start through the finish and what happened when the beeper went off? Oh, boy, I got butterflies. That's the first time, that's for sure. Um, so when the beeper goes off, you respond with the rest of the team. You've got the ER team that responds. You've got the trauma team that responds. And you just stand back, um, you know, and you listen. And and you see if the patient is um, possibly a candidate for any of the studies that we have currently running. What would qualify a person to be a patient in a study? A lot of them just being a trauma patient qualifies them for a lot of our studies, um, but we have several that we're looking at um, between eight and 10 right now that we're screening for actively. So it just really depends on the nature of the incident, um, age, injury, severity, that type of thing. Can you tell us about one of the studies? We do look at resuscitation, um, thromboembolic events, um, and things of that nature. So those are kind of broadened umbrellas of what we kind of look at, some of the things. And are you part of analyzing the data that you collect? Yes, so that I, I was, and that was kind of almost very intimidating at first, because as an undergrad, you haven't, you know, reached the total education, I guess. Um, so it for me, it's like, the, I guess the numbers and like putting this all together at the end was probably one of the most intimidating parts. But uh, having an amazing mentor like I do, um, my lab manager and the people that I work with, um, they make it so so easy to learn, I guess. They uh, make you feel at ease. They make, you know, you don't feel like, oh, I don't know anything, you know, because it's a little intimidating. You've got a little bit of imposter syndrome coming in as an undergrad working with residents and attending surgeons and PhDs, these people that have this amazing experience and are so well, you know, really well known um, for what they have contributed to medicine. So you're kind of like, whoa, I don't know. Um, but I have an amazing uh, group of support that was able to make me feel at ease and, and make me feel like I belong and kind of help me find my place. So you recently graduated. Can you tell us about that? I did. Um, that was actually pretty exciting. I, and I think, you know, the big graduation itself was, you know, very 
wow, I, I, I'm finally here. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, I did this. But I think the best thing was we got to do a family graduation and a family commencement. And so my two girls, my younger girls got to walk across the stage with me. They got tassels. They got to be recognized for the sacrifices that they've made over the last five years of this journey. The best thing ever was when my little one, my youngest, she picked up a tassel and she, and she held it up and she said, mom, how many of these can I get? And I said, as many as you want. And so that mom guilt that I've been feeling for the past five years as a single mom, you know, taking, I feel like I take my time away from them to pursue my dreams, even though I know it's for them and the greater good. It kind of put that all at ease. Like I, through all of this, they have watched me, they have grown, we have grown together. And I think that's probably the most amazing part that this journey has given me. So what are your next steps? Next step. So I just went recently uh, full-time in the lab. I got hired on um, last year. I started working nights doing part-time for them and still interning in the lab at the same time. So that was kind of an interesting feat, but we did it. And um, as soon as I graduated, I, there was a position available. So they went ahead and uh, gave me a full-time day position. Um, and I'll be doing this for the next year and application processes for physician assisting start next year. So hopefully we get in on the first round. <laughs> So you're in a lab right now. What's your role in the lab? Our lab is fairly big. Um, so we have the opportunity to participate in basic science research as well as clinical research. So not only do you you know, wear the hat of collecting data consenting, and that's when you wear the pager, respond to traumas, um, do the screening process, um, but you also get time to do things else like run assays and be a part of some of the other basic science um, things that are going on as well. Um, so data entry is a big thing. Um, I was also um, now a lead coordinator on a couple different studies, so then there, there are a lot of administrative and training things come along with that. Um, so that's where kind of the rest of my time is spent when I'm not on the pager. What do you tell your kids that you that you do when you're at work? Oh, I tell them that I'm a, I'm a research assistant, um, and my my youngest one again. She's oh, mom, I want to be a scientist, you know. And so she's got this in her head now that mom's kind of like the scientist. I'm like I'm not really a scientist. I said I'm a research assistant. So been able to like explain to her um, has been kind of fun. They they enjoy it. I I brought them up here a couple times to the lab and just like shown them around, you know, and let them meet my boss and the other people that I work with. You know, I think it got them kind of excited about their future, like what they want to do. So you know, it, it's it's kind of cool to be able to share that experience with them and get them excited about their futures as well. So you've really overcome a lot of adversity on your journey. And I wonder if you have any advice or thoughts that you could share with people who might find themselves in a really challenging situation and need to get out, need to get over, need to get through it. When I made the decision to up and leave, and I, I left everything. Uh, we just bought a house. I left my job. I pulled my kids out of school, and we literally disappeared in about 24 hours. That was the hardest decision I've ever made in my life. And I, I took a leap of faith that everything was going to work out how it was supposed to. It's hard to take leaps of faith, but they are the right things to do at the same time. Ever since I have done that, one door just keeps opening after another. I have hit so many roadblocks or what I thought were gonna become roadblocks that, oh my goodness, am I ever gonna get through this? Am I gonna make it? Am I gonna figure out a way to do this? Every time something happens where it opens up a door. So I know that I'm making the right choices. I know that I'm going in the right direction. So if you're in a situation where you wanna change it, just do it. It's scary, but I promise everything 
everything will work out and persevere. Just remember, just don't give up. Just keep going. Um, there are going to be times where you just hit walls and you're really, really ready just to kind of give up in a sense. Um, but don't do it. Um, just keep going, persevere through it and, uh, you will get your end goal in the end. I promise that. So I think that's the best advice that I can give to anyone. Take those leaps of faith and persevere. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for having me. OHSU Week is a production of Strategic Communications. This episode was produced by Casey Williamson and edited by myself. I'm Josh Anderson. See you next week.